Hi guys, today's day, I think, 22, and or day 8 on the two weeks on life and teachings of Paul. Today we're going to talk about the struggle with sin. So we're going to start all the way to Romans 7, 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. Indeed, I have not known what sin was except through the law. For what I would have not known what conveying, convey Conveting really was if the law had not said, Do not convent, but sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, produced in me every kind of convincious desire. For apart from the law, sin is dead. Once I was alive apart from the law, but now when the commandment came, sin sprang to life and I died. I found that every commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death. For, for sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, deceived me, and through the commandment, put me to death. So then the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, righteous, and good. Did that which is good then become death to me? By no means. But in order that sin might be recognized as a sin, it produced death in me through what was good, so that through the commandment sin might become utterly sinful. We know that the law is spiritual, but I was unspiritual and sold as a sla- sold as a slave slave to sin. I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. But if I want to do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer myself who do it, but the sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me, that is my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For when I do what is not good, I want to do. Wait, what? For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin who lives in me that does it. So if I find this law at work when I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For my inner being delicate in God's law, but I see another law at work in the memories of my body, wagging war against the law of my mind, making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work with my members. What a wretched man I am, who will rescue me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself, my mind, am a slave to God's law, but in the sinful nature, slave to the law of sin. So here, in the ending, he says, this is Paul talking, right? This is Romans. Um, he says that I am a slave to God. Like, I obey him, but I also am human on flesh, so I am already a slave to sin. And what we mean by law is that most of Paul's audience, the law, the word law stands for a huge collection of rules and, and rituals detailed in the Old Testament. Like, um, you cannot commit adultery and all the the sins, you know, for all the rules. And let's look at when the the law is helpful and when the law is not helpful. It's helpful when, this is when the law is helpful. You know, Paul never recommends discarding the law. He sees it as it reveals a basic code of morality, an expression of behavior that pleases God. So the law kind of just reveals to us, this is the good, this is what will please God to do if you do do or you do not do the law is good for one thing and it's good for exposing sin indeed 
I would not have known what sin was except to the law, says Paul. To Paul, rules such as the Ten Commandments are helpful and good. So without the Ten Commandments, you would not know what sin was. So when the Ten Commandments are revealed to you, you'd be like, oh, this is a sin. Saying God's name in the vein is a sin. So it exposes the sins that you and I do maybe daily. You know? Or maybe you don't mean you don't murder daily. But yeah, we could curse daily. We could steal daily. Like even just a little pencil that you steal from your, I don't know, uncle. You know, that's still stealing. And let's look at when the law is helpless. When it's not helpful. So the law has one major problem. After proving how bad you are, it doesn't make you any better. And as a carryover in his days of legalism, Paul is a very has a very sensitive conscience. Yet he kind of recounts it and it makes him feel guilty of what he has done. And the law that bears his weakness cannot provide a power needed to overcome them. The law or any set of rules leads immediately to a dead end. So you realize, oh, okay, this is a sin. The laws don't really help you, so if you don't help yourself, you're going to just, you know, you're just going to be led to the dead. But he also says that Jesus Christ is our um, Savior on uh, Romans 7, no, yeah, 7.25. Thanks be to God, to Jesus Christ, our Lord. No, what a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So he's saying that the only man who will rescue us from the dead is Jesus. So let's look at the outside help, right? So a a strict man like Paul has like trouble keeping most of the Ten Commandments, you know, such as like aside from swearing, murder, adultery, stealing, lying. It it can be measured and controlled. Like, we can say when we don't want to... Like, we can control not murdering a person. We can control when we don't want to uh, steal. But there are some sins that we cannot control that sometimes we don't realize are sins. Such as... Conveting. It's C-O-V-E-T. I don't know if I'm saying convent. Which is... It means, like, a strong desire, lust. Like, I... Uh, convent for success. Like, I have a strong desire to be successful and um it's more of an internal visible invisible sin and as jesus made it clear in the bible that invisible sins like embedding less anger and anger can have the same toxic effects such as stealing adultery and murder but Romans 7 gives a strike a striking illustration that of the struggle that in, ensues when an imperfect person commits himself or herself to a perfect God. Any Christian who wonders how can I ever get rid of my nagging sins will find comfort in Paul's frank confession. In the face of in the face of God standards, all of us feel helpless, and that is precisely Paul's point. No set of rules can break the terrible cycle of guilt and favor. We need outside help to quote unquote serve the new way of the spirit and not the old way of the written code. And chapter eight celebrates that help. And I guess we have that help through the spirit, which guides us, give us um conscious and we can be saved by Jesus. So yeah, that's Romans um I think seven.